Hello team, Minnie of Portland. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a couple quick bits of information I wanted to pass along to our technical staff as well as our advisors. Just kind of get everybody on the same page. Uh, today, Thursday, sorry, Wednesday, the 17th of March. So we're falling into spring, which is pretty nice. Um, really want to say thank you first and foremost to each and every one of you for continuing to do an amazing job both personally and professionally. I couldn't be more proud of the team that we have here, and each and every one of you is an integral part to our overall success. So thank you guys so much for grinding it out every single day. I hope that you continue to enjoy it here as uh, your contributions are extremely valuable and you are extremely appreciated. So thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Uh, first, we'll go ahead and get started with our technical staff. A few things to touch on here, and I figured this would be easier just to kind of get some information out to you. So again, we're all on the same page. It's really hard to get everybody together and email. Uh, a lot of this stuff can get lost, at least when I'm reading along email. I get, I get kind of bored in the middle of it. So uh, first and foremost, I wanted to talk about uh, SIBs uh, or SIMs, bulletins, with respect mostly to, uh, well, familiarizing ourselves that there are bulletins out there that can help us. So let's make sure and look at, uh, look at bulletins to see if there's anything that is useful for us and that is going to help us fix a car in a timely manner. Uh, that's why they're there is to help, help guide us, but also to make sure that we're using parts from bulletins. Um, really, that's just kind of an overall awareness thing, making sure that you kind of know what bulletins are out there. And this uh, is pretty helpful. If you're going to review bulletins once a day or once a week, you can kind of just know, um, you don't need to memorize it, but you just need to know that there's something about that that you've seen before. So just make sure if you're not already in the habit of checking bulletins before you're beginning on a car. Uh, it can be really helpful and save some time if you've never seen that before. Um, again, making sure to use parts that are outlined in the bulletins. Uh, this leads me into the second piece of uh, no returns on special order parts. Now, right now, uh, Jeff, our, our new parts manager, he's, he's pretty fully immersed in our store and really getting things into top shape. So he's going through a lot of stuff. And right now, he's requesting that we do not return special order parts. And what that means is hopefully we should be able to figure out uh, a problem without having to swap a part in it. I know that's not always the case and definitely I, I know that that is really just what needs to happen. But for the most part, let's try to make sure that we're not installing parts uh, just to as like a process of elimination through our diagnosis. And uh, because if we're not able to return that part, then that's a, a problem, obviously. So uh, the way I look at it or the way I would look at it as a tech, I'd say if, if I had to pay for this part out of my own pocket, if, if it didn't fix the car, that's really the kind of bet that I'm placing. And so we're just trying to get a little bit smarter about not plugging things in if we don't have to. So again, it's a case by case, but let's just raise our awareness so that way we're helping out the parts department with some of their uh, obsolescence and, and old age inventory, but also that we're not charging off uh, a part because we opened it and now we can't return it. So uh, next thing here, I wanted to uh, bring to everyone's attention. Let's talk about no problem founds, especially if it's a primary concern. 
really, let's just remember that people have better things to do. Our customers have better things to do in their lives and not just come into a dealer uh, with a complaint about something that isn't legitimate, at least in their eyes. Could be a normal operation type situation, but let's make sure that we're taking a little bit extra time just to remember uh, to value our customers' time and really try to put some extra effort forward to find a problem. Usually we can find it if we um, really try to try to be patient if we're not finding it right off the bat. It's money for you, it's money for the dealer, uh, it's, it's a car that's repaired, and it's also grief avoidance, helping to make sure that we're doing our best to deliver for our customers. And so uh, no problem founds, let's, uh, let's do a, a, a better job about not just kicking those things out the door. Um, also kind of in, in that same vein, uh, let's think, uh, or, or I'd like to challenge you to think about a, a repair process that I've heard a, a little bit about, and I know it's been kind of out there, which is the habit of clearing faults. Like if you've got a bunch of faults in a car, say for a check engine light, uh, clearing faults and then test driving it and see what, what comes back. I don't want to, um, I actually recommend against this because I feel that if a fault's stored once, it's going to store again. And if we're clearing faults and then we're driving the car and the fault doesn't come back, that doesn't mean there's not an issue. It just means that it's going to take longer for that issue to arise. And it uh, really affects our credibility with respect to fixing cars right for people because now we're asking them to take their their time, which is the most valuable and precious commodity in anyone's life. We're asking them to take their time back coming again for a problem that hopefully we could have made at least an educated guess on before. So thinking about uh, a bunch of different faults that are in the car, usually can find a source fault and you can find uh, ancillary or consequential faults. And so uh, let's spend a little bit more time trying to dig in there and see how we can make a, a, a a good repair on the car. Um, even like I said, even if it is an educated guess, I'd rather, I trust you guys and your talents and your intelligence to be able to know what, uh, what the car is going to need. So, uh, next, uh, it's, it's been a while since we've been, uh, since we've been chatting. So just a, a few couple more things here. Um, next, I want to make sure that we are uh, taking the time to put whatever repair for a primary concern in our MPI notes. Uh, this is important for a couple of reasons to save your time and energy so you don't have to talk to the advisor uh, again because they're going to want to know and need to know when they're talking to the customer about any additional recommendations you've made. If you didn't put what we're doing for, say, a primary concern, say a check engine light, if it was uh, a thermostat and it was covered under warranty extension, please just add a recommendation in your MPI and you can put zero hours. You don't need to quote it out. Just communicate with your advisor team, letting them know what that primary concern is so that way they can help get your uh, upsells or your recommendations sold even faster. So um, the, the next thing here is I, I just want to reiterate to everyone that we need to have pride in, in what we do. And, and part of that is meaning that whenever a car comes in for any type of service, I want to make sure that we're checking the fluids that we can and we're topping those up. And we're also checking and topping up tire pressures. 
Um, the, the reason being is uh, we're, we're entrusted to take care of people's cars. And if we're not doing these very basic things, then uh, there's um, some, a, a little bit of liability on us, but also in the matter of just the pride in our workmanship and taking care of those customers, making sure that we're doing everything we can to help them avoid any issues. So uh, let's see, uh, MPI flags. Let's try to attack those flags as quickly as possible. Obviously, you guys are busy and you're working, you're paying attention to what you're doing on the cars, you're not staring at the computer screen, but I'd really like to ask if you can attack those attention technician flags as quickly as possible. Uh, that, that will be helpful to keep the ball rolling for, for either advisors or, or our parts team, just kind of keep the, keep the chain going. Um, let's see, uh, just wanted to also remind everyone that m most of you do have garage door openers or keys. And so you're, m you're most welcome to come in at seven, even though we're still, ha we still have the hours eight to six. If you'd like to come in a little bit earlier, get a jump start on the day, you're, you're most welcome to do so. Uh, I appreciate how hard you guys work and how efficient you are. And so just want to make sure that everybody knew that that was an option if you'd like to, to take, take it up on that. Uh, last but not least, the uh, making sure that we're handing over an RO if we're not going to be here. So if we've got uh, a couple days off ahead in our future and we've got some ROs that are either waiting for special order parts or waiting for um, a sale or something like that, an authorization, let's make sure to communicate with our advisor and give the RO back to them if it's going to be, if the parts are gonna be here when we're off and so that way they can make sure and uh, keep the ball rolling with respect to that uh, customer and, and also making sure that we're getting our loaner cars back in a timely manner. Now, obviously I'd like to ask the advisors uh, to use your relationship and your knowledge of the customer situation to hold any work for techs within reason. Let's say if a part comes in on a Tuesday and the technician is going to be here the following day on a Wednesday. I'd like to ask if we can try to hold that, not telling the customer, hey, uh, uh, your technician isn't here today, he'll be back tomorrow. Like really we're just uh, using the, the information that we have to make sure that we give the customer a seamless experience and we can just let them know when the car is going to be done. So we wanna have a good partnership between our advisors and our technicians. And this is one thing we can do to ensure that we're keeping your work or your upsells or your special order parts with you. Um, that's, that's the ideal situation. So from here, I wanted to move uh, into our advisor staff and uh, making sure that I'm communicating everything that we need to, to see here. Uh, firstly, I, I'd like to encourage the advisors that uh, if, if you were pretending that you were a technician and you grabbed an RO and you're reading the information off of the RO, what I really want to make sure is that the write-up it has the most information possible. So this is going to be a, a very active listening um, session with your client, you're trying to get all of the information about when the car is malfunctioning or, or what you can communicate to the technician. Best case scenario is uh, our technician should be able to grab an RO and know exactly where to go 
first steps with where they're going to look or how they're going to begin their diagnosis. So that starts at the write-up desk. So I want you to thank advisors. If I were a technician, what would I need to get started? And make sure that you're getting all of the information for your technicians that they don't have to stop what they're doing and ask you pertinent information that you really should have already gathered. So uh, next thing here, I want to encourage uh, our advisor staff to watch the technician videos. I'm really very pleased at the feedback that we get from customers. It it really just has um, created a great uh, community of transparency for us and people love the videos. And so when I mean, you know, people love the videos, our technicians are taking the time to create these these great videos with respect to uh, helping our, our clients understand their cars a little bit better. I'd like to ask the advisors to take the time to watch the tech videos as well, because that's going to be helpful and tell Uh, tell the advisors a lot of what they're going to need to know. That way they can be on the same page uh, with the customer and with the technician so we can all have a uniform front there. So there's a lot of valuable information in watching the videos. Let me know if you guys need anything in order to make that happen, uh, speakers or, or whatnot. And I know it's difficult when you're checking in clients and you're answering phones Uh, or you've got people standing in front of you without appointments and just need information. But it is uh, a crucial thing that I think we could get better at, uh, especially with regard to making sure we're uh, communicating all the information from the technician. So uh, another thing I'd like to ask the advisors to do is to acknowledge your client as soon as possible. And, And there's this kind of a twofold thing. So one, um, even if your client is early for their appointment or even if they're late for the appointment, uh, I really just want you to pretend like whatever time your client is here is whatever time they're supposed to be here. So that being said, let's acknowledge the person. Uh, by acknowledge, I mean simply all you have to do is introduce yourself and say, um, I'm wrapping up with another guest. I'll be right with you. Um, acknowledgement is the key to helping our customers feel welcome and feel comfortable in our environment. And the longer we take to do that step, the more um, the more uncomfortable they will get. And also, that's one of the things on my pet peeve radar is seeing clients standing around who haven't been acknowledged yet. Uh, so you can bet, I'm sure all of you have seen me kind of be pretty antsy about when I see people that I'll say are unclaimed. So let's make sure and claim those customers, bring them in, you know, under our wings, even if it's simply to say, I'll be right with you. Um, And I'd like the client, uh, I'd like the client acknowledged before we go out to the car, because uh, you can bring them over to your desk. And then if you're going to go out to the vehicle to do your walk around, you're still claiming the client. So let's remember, it's all about the clients. It's not about the car. The car is the commodity. And we don't, uh, the car can uh, serve as a tool and as a purpose, but really we need to care about the client and we need to get better and faster about 
when we are claiming the client. Uh, so I'll, I'll uh, continue keeping an eye out for that as well. I know that you guys are doing your best to attack your attention service advisor our, uh, flags in MPI. And so thank you for continuing to attack those as quickly as possible. I know uh, you try to do, uh, obviously when you have a blue flag there, you know that someone is waiting and you just work on it as quickly as you possibly can. But thank you guys for remembering there's, uh, you know, obviously it's a two-way street if we have our techs and our advisors both respecting each other's time and attacking those flags as quickly as possible in order to keep the the movement, um, the forward momentum. Let's continue to uh, keep respecting ourselves and attack those flags, uh, those appropriate flags as quickly as possible. Um, Really, last but not least, uh, I wanted to um, really take a second to apologize because personally, um, there were some ROs that were not closed on this last pay period. And I want uh, the technicians especially to know I take full responsibility for that. And I am sorry about uh, falling down on, on that. So I just want you guys to know um, Andre is not closing ROs just yet. We're still uh, in the process of him getting his wings and being able to fly. So uh, I, I just want you guys to know that if you do see a couple ROs that had not been closed, it, it may be the case there. But also I wanted to encourage our other, uh, all of our advisor staff to make sure that uh, we are doing everything we can to make sure and get our technicians paid. So they did their jobs. We need to grab the baton and we need to, to run through the finish line. We need to make sure and do our jobs by them and do what it takes in order to, to come through on our commitments for, for them. So I really want to emphasize closing our rows as a priority, not just every day, but uh, especially for pay period end and for month end. So if you guys have any questions about that, definitely uh, feel free to chat with me. But other than that, guys, again, uh, that's all I have right now for our techs, uh, for our advisors. So I really, again, uh, just want to say thank you all for everything you do. Everything you do every single day does not get overlooked. Uh, even when you think if it's just kind of business as, as usual and, and nobody knows or nobody cares, uh, we all have a really great team here. And I'm really excited about the positivity and the direction that we're moving in. And I think we can only get better. So I just wanted to say thank you again. And please, of course, if you guys need anything, don't hesitate to hit me up. But I uh, really appreciate you. And I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks so much.